listening to a Sharesies podcast. Tēnā tātou katoa, it's Monday the 1st of December, yay we made it. You're listening to Recap, made for you by Sharesies. And in case you don't know, Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. And here's the disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Now, for the first, uh, for the past couple of days, I should say, Alice, we've been taking a look at how the markets are moving with news of the new COVID-19 Omicron variant. That's right. And we saw markets generally decline on Friday, followed by a bit of a rebound earlier this week. Yeah. And what's happened since then? Well, overnight, markets in the US declined once again. Uh, this time, the S&P 500 fell by 1.9%. Now, this seems to be driven by some comments from Moderna as CEO, uh, that's one of the vaccine makers, uh, he said that he thinks there will be a drop in effectiveness of vaccines against the variant. Uh, on top of that, the Federal Reserve indicated that they're going to discuss speeding up uh, the scaling back of economic stimulus at their meeting this month. Right, and so what's your takeaway from all of this? Well, it seems to be that as new information comes to light about Omicron, uh, investors are reassessing the risk to economic recovery, and we're seeing this through movements in the markets. Uh, as I sort of mentioned yesterday, there's still a lot of things that we don't know about the variant, uh, and we may see this ripple through markets as we learn more about it. Once again, thank you very much for the update, Alice, but let's talk about what else has been happening out there. Sure thing. So to start us off, we have some third quarter earnings results from Salesforce, uh, which mostly managed to beat Wall Street expectations. Now, Salesforce sounds suspiciously like when you militarise your sales department with laser weapons, but maybe we're all better off if you just tell me what it really is. Uh, Happily. So Salesforce is what's called a CRM technology platform. Uh, CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management, and that's exactly what Salesforce's software is designed to do. It manages and organises interactions with customers. Uh, So it also provides marketing automation and analytics, and is all cloud-based like so many other services are these days. Uh, And it also owns the chat application Slack, Uh, notifications for which you may have heard from Jose's computer occasionally on Recap. Oh, so much shade. Um, (laughs) Now, on top of that, Salesforce is headquartered in San Francisco, and and it is a listed company. It has a market cap of about 280 billion US dollars. Okay, so let's drill down into the company's filings today. Yeah, so Salesforce's revenue for the third quarter uh, came in at about $6.86 billion, uh, just beating expectations by about $60 million. Sales were up over the same period last year by 27%, uh, and the company also raised its previous guidance for the fourth quarter to $7.2 billion, uh, which which again came in with in line with Wall Street forecasts. Okay, but you said earlier that it had mostly bet expectations. Where did it slip? Salesforce said earnings per share for the December quarter will land between 72 and 73 cents per share. Uh, Expectations were that it would reach 81 cents. Mm, And did Salesforce make any commentary around their earnings? 
Yeah, the company's new co-CEO, Brett Taylor, talked about the performance of Slack, uh, which Salesforce bought in July for $28 billion. So he said that Slack outperformed their expectations for the quarter. Uh, According to Salesforce, the number of Slack customers that spent over $100,000 was up by 44% over the same period last year. Uh, On top of that, their core service, Sales Cloud, reported $1.5 billion in sales, uh, which is up 17% from 2020. And how did Salesforce's share price react? Uh, Shares in the company fell slightly on the news, landing on $285.19, which was a drop of about 4%. Thanks, Jose. Now, I feel like along with COVID and supply chain disruptions, the other big story this year has been around issues with big tech firms like Google, Apple, and Facebook. Yeah, I think I'm in total agreement there. And to wit, this next story centres around the first time regulators have tried to actually reverse an acquisition by Meta, formerly known as Facebook. So many questions, but maybe you should just start at the beginning. That is a great idea. So in 2020, Meta bought Giphy for $350 million. The Giphy is basically a search engine for GIFs, you know, those little short looping videos, usually of a cat playing a piano. The plan was for Meta to use Giphy in Instagram so people could find GIFs easily. A few weeks after that takeover was announced, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, otherwise known as the CMA, said it was going to be looking into the acquisition. And my understanding is that the CMA is basically the UK version of New Zealand's Commerce Commission, right? Yeah, that's right. Their remit is to ensure that there's enough competition in the economy and that monopolies don't emerge. In Australia, the the Competition and Consumer Commission does the same thing. So Giphy was bought almost two years ago. Why has this popped up in the news now? So the CMA has finished its investigation and it says it is ordering Meta to sell off Giphy. In other words, completely undo the acquisition. It says that Giphy owned by Meta could actually hurt competitors. Okay, so could you go into why the CMA thinks this is the case? Yeah, so the CMA believes that with Meta in control of Giphy, it's possible that Meta could basically block other social media sites from using GIFs, or at least the ones uh, that you can find through Giphy. It would allow the company to require competitors such as Twitter and Snapchat to provide more user data to access, access GIFs. And the CMA said it also found that Giphy had started advertising services before the acquisition, which it was considering expanding to countries including the United Kingdom. Now, once it took over, Meta actually mothballed those services. The CMA says Meta actually removed an important competitor by doing so, creating a less even playing field. They also said Meta had refused to report all the information they'd asked for during the investigation. And what's Meta's response to all of this? A spokesperson for the company said consumers were better off with Meta owning Giphy as they'd enhance Giphy's product. Uh, The company says it's now considering its options, which includes appealing the decision by the CMA. And what news have you got to wrap us up for today, Alice? Allbirds released their latest quarterly earnings results as markets closed over in the US. Uh, So that was about 10 a.m. our time. Now, as a reminder, Allbirds is a global lifestyle brand. Uh, They're most well known for their sustainable footwear that's made out of wool, although they've recently uh, gotten into other apparel products. Now, the company has Kiwi roots, but are now based in San Francisco. And Allbirds went public not that long ago, right? 
Correct. The company had an initial public offering or IPO and listed on the NASDAQ exchange just back at the start of November. That's right. And we chatted about that listing and what happened at the time on Recap. So Alice, I assume the earnings results today are Allbirds first as a public company? They sure are. And these results were for Allbirds' third quarter of the year. Uh, That covers the three months ended the 30th of September. And how did Allbirds go? So net revenue for the quarter came in at just under 63 million US dollars. Uh, that's 33% higher compared to this time last year. Uh, Uber's also noted that that's a 40% increase from this time two years ago. And what did Allbirds put that performance down to? Uh, Well, co-founder and co-CEO Joey Zwillinger said that revenue was strong across channels and geographies. Uh, He said a notable strength was US revenue from Allbirds' physical retail channel. Uh, Now, the majority of Allbirds' revenue comes from the US. Um, For this quarter, about 48 million of that 68 million uh, was from the US, with the remainder coming from international sales. And what else did Allbirds say were highlights during the quarter? Another thing that Zwillinger noted was that Allbirds saw a strong customer response to their new product innovation, and that includes the company's Perform apparel line. Uh, During the quarter, Allbirds also opened four new stores, uh, meaning they now have stores in 31 locations. And how about Allbirds' bottom line or profits? Uh, the company continued to make a loss. Allbirds widened their losses to $13.8 million for the quarter. That's compared to a loss of $7 million a year earlier. Now, Allbirds uh, said that the higher costs, which sort of led to those wider losses, were due to the cost of opening those new stores and also costs associated with preparing the company for their IPO. And finally, did Allbirds say anything about what they expect for the rest of their financial year? Yeah, the company is expecting to make total revenue for the year of between 270 and $272 million. Uh, that represents around uh, 23% growth compared to last year and about 40% growth compared to 2019. Great. Thanks very much, Alice. And that takes us to the end of the show. That was recap for the 1st of December. Thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it. We sure do. And don't forget to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to get in touch, our email is recap at sharesies.co.nz. And you can also leave a voice message. Uh, There's a link in the episode description. Absolutely. See you all tomorrow. See you then. Matewa.